Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022, and this is day 1679 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you and thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for loving us unconditionally. Thank you for keeping us safe from all harm and danger, keeping your hedge and protection around us. Thank you for the guardian angels that you even have or that you've appointed to us that are with us every step of the way. We may not see them, but they're there. And even sometimes others can see that great protection that you have around us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to not be weary and well-doing. For you said in due season, we will reap if we don't faint. Help us to stay strong, even through some of the roughest times. Oh, Lord, we know that you're doing a great work in each and every one of your people. I thank you for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is no time to waste. We just don't have it. You know, we don't know what's going to happen today. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. What we must do is stay focused on enjoying the day to the fullest, doing the will of God. That brings you the best enjoyment ever. And not getting caught up in the trap of idleness and all the things that come along with that. Uh-huh. We're going to be coming out of Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Well, actually, it's Second Thessalonians. I don't know where I got chapter 3. Uh, <laughs> Second Thessalonians uh, chapter. Uh-oh, let me go back. Hold on one second. I think I got the wrong chapter. Okay. Second <laughs> Thessalonians chapter 1. Verses 1 through uh, verse 12. You know, sometimes, uh, yeah, I wrote down, I think I wrote down the wrong, let me make sure I'm not saying the exact same one. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we'll start there. And it says, and I'm hoping this isn't the same one that I read yesterday. Yeah, so it is, hold on one moment, let me get to the right scripture. Here it is, chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 18. Okay, have one of those moments. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Chapter 3, verses 6 through 18. And it says, this is Paul speaking and teaching, and he says, In, this, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day 
laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Pretty simple, right? Cut and dry. <laughs> and and I think in either Proverbs or I think it's in Proverbs, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. And that is so important to understand. Not just eating, but if you don't take care of yourselves, don't do use self-control and all those things, we will reap accordingly. The Bible says we reap what we sow. Verse 11, we hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. So there's a difference. Being busy doing the will of God or busy bodies are gossipers. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instructions in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet, do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. <clears throat> this is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. He was Literally, in my commentary, uh, it says, Paul counseled the church to stop supporting financially and associating with those who persisted in idleness. Hunger and loneliness can be very effective ways to make the idle person become productive. Paul was not advising coldness or cruelty, but tough love to help a person become responsible. So, we we need to uh, stop enabling people to continue to do wrong. So that means we'll have to, you know, just kind of let them let them be. And eventually, when we get hungry enough, or when we get tired of being sick and tired, we will do something about it. But as long as everybody else is doing it for you, not you, I'm just saying in general, right? As long as someone else is doing it for that person they'll have no desire to begin to do things for themselves. So we have to, sometimes it takes that as well. Uh, that stepping back, stepping away, hands off, and allowing God to have his way. Don't interfere with what God is doing. And I know sometimes it's hard to see it, but God is saying, I got this, trust me, and that person is going to be better for this. All right? So point number one. Have you ever been excited about a guest or family member or a visitor that's coming to your house for a short or long-term stay? What do you usually do to prepare for their arrival? Uh-huh, 
Yes, <laughs> you begin cleaning and organizing, assuring that the space for them is adequate. You get to work. I know uh, I told my cousin Karen, who lives in Oklahoma, uh, that uh, we were going to be coming through after leaving. I think it was one day either on our way to Texas to see my daughter and son in love or on our way back. And uh, we wanted to spend some time with her and our brother, her well, my cousin, uh, her husband and uh, Martin, and we wanted to spend some time with them, and uh, I'm telling you, oh my gosh, uh, she's been, oh, I know what it was, we were there, yeah, because of the homegoing of her son, that's what it was, and she insisted that we stay with her, and she has a really big house, <laughs> and uh, lots of room, And but we just didn't want to infringe, she says, oh, no, 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 not a problem at all, and she even went to the point of finding out what our favorite snacks and things were and made sure that she had all of those ready for us and made sure the rooms were ready, all of that. It was better than a hotel. Any upscale hotel was better than any of those uh, because and she made sure the things that we type soap or whatever we needed in the bathrooms, it was there for us. It was amazing. <laughs> she got to work. And she did it on our behalf to make us feel welcome. Now, because of your excitement about the soon coming arrival of your guest, you do what needs to be done so that they're comfortable. That's exactly what we should be doing as we wait on the arrival of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. As he comes breaking through the clouds, and with a loud trumpet sound, calling the believers to be raptured up to be with him. We should be working, helping in the church, in our community, with our families, helping those in need. Otherwise, we'll have too much free time on our hands, becoming idle, which can lead to being a busybody, a gossip, spreading rumors, and hearsay, putting others down, defaming their character, and lying on people. You know what I mean? And and then that person is wondering, why are they lying on me and, and ruining their reputation? But you know what? They can't. You, you might feel that in the beginning, but God always wins. As long as we give it to him, you don't have to worry about if you're on that end of being the one gossiped about or put down or character being defamed. Just give it to God, pray for that person, and continue doing God's will. And if it's you perpetrating the harm and doing those things, it's time to give it to God, let it go, repent, asking God for forgiveness. You know, make, hey, go to that person and for, ask them for your forgiveness you know, for what you've done. That's the complete circle of doing what God would have you to do. That's what I had to do before. I didn't have to, but it was a choice. But I wanted to be right in God, you know. And, and when I had unforgiveness in my heart towards my father for years, you know, God said, you need to get that right. You're holding up your blessings. Oh, my goodness. And so I finally did it. <laughs> finally, at the, at the ripe young age of 40-ish, early 40s, now 63. It took that long in my life uh, because I felt like he did wrong to me. <laughs> Why do I need to 
apologize or go to him and ask him for forgiveness for me harboring unforgiveness and bitterness towards him. Oh, but listen, you can't go against God. God knows what's right. He knows what's best and is for our own good. He wants to bless us abundantly. So uh, this, you know, doing this gossiping and all these things is very dangerous. It creates division and it's very hurtful. So be aware when God is showing, uh, showing your, you yourself, believe him <laughs> and do something about it. I mean, he showed me myself. I remember going to God and saying, Lord, you need to get my husband right. He's not doing this right, that right. And the Lord said, it is me. He said, it is you. <laughs> I mean, I can laugh about it right now, but I wasn't laughing about it then. He said, it's you. You need to. And he gave me a whole list of things that I needed to do in order to win my husband over. To He was already saved, but he just, that was as far as it went. He wasn't, you know, doing God's will as far as what God had called him to do. He wasn't in church. Oh, but he is now. Glory to God. Doing all these things. <laughs> It is a beautiful thing to see once I yielded, got into place, and that meant I was giving it to God <laughs> and saying, you handle it, Lord. I will do what you said for me to do and keep it moving. And I did, and God did. God showed out. Point number two. So if you find your nose in other people's business, perhaps you're wasting time. It's time to get busy doing the will of God. And I promise you'll not have time for evil. That is the opposite, you see. We're, not, we're either going to be doing good or we're going to be doing evil. There is no in-between. If we're not doing the will of God and doing it according to his plan, then we're doing evil. God doesn't say, oh, oh the good people are going to go to heaven. No, you need to be a saved good person to go to heaven. You know, you could be good all day long and not have Jesus. You're still on your way to hell. Goodness is not what gets us to heaven or doing good works. It's about accepting Jesus as our Savior. And when we do that, we take on the mind of Christ and we take on his character, the fruit of the Spirit, and we become like him. Uh, striving in that area daily. I mean, we're not perfect because we're still in this flesh. Our spiritual man is once it's saved because it's like Christ, but our flesh isn't and we're still in this flesh. So we have to keep it under on a daily basis. And anytime we get caught in that, you know, every now and then that happens with me. We get caught up into something. Somebody's telling you something like, what? I can't believe they did. What? You know, and it's not in a way where, okay, I need to share this with you in confidence or whatever. And uh, let's pray about this and leave it with God. You know, that's, that's, or you might need someone to vent to or release uh, what you're dealing with too. That's different. When we're talking about gossiping, putting people down, here's an example. My mother, when her and my stepdad were first married, uh, she started going to the church he was at, and a lot of the women there were banking on him being their husband, and they were mad that he married my mother, who was somebody that had never been to the church, 
and they despi- a lot of a group of the women despised her and uh they were Sunday school teachers and my mother is a really good bible teacher and uh so they uh were in the classroom and had a question and my mother answered it and they didn't like it uh the way that so many people loved being in their class and was learning so much and then my mother knew the word and my my stepdad had, was teaching her the word at home and uh so they didn't like her they would turn their noses up at her she said and how one day uh one of the ladies was having a little gathering at her house and invited my mother to come and my mother was really surprised and excited because now these women are embracing her and including her and one of the ladies in the group went to my mother and said she really doesn't want you there to enjoy the event. She's just going to take advantage of you and use you to be the servant to clean up after everybody. And these are grown women, y'all. I mean, it's just amazing. But we, just because we're grown and old doesn't mean we're, we can't have childish ways in a negative way. Uh, so anyway, my mother was really hurt and sad when she found out and <clears throat> was sharing it with my dad. And he said, you know what? You still should go. Go anyway. Take your apron, be ready to do the work, and let God do what he's going to do. And so she did. And she took her apron, ready to work, and cleaning up and picking up after others. And as everyone's laughing and chatting and having a good time. And, you know, then everybody left. And it was just my mom and the lady, that the host, hostess. And she began to confess to my mother how she had planned that and why she invited her for real. And she began to cry and repent and apologize for what she had done. You know, many times we might think there's no hope for that person or this person. Yes, there is. There is always hope as long as there's breath in that person's body. And that day changed the life of that woman forever in a good way and she for her to repent and tell my mom she was sorry she told her she was sorry for what she had done and for my mother being obedient and even going knowing she's going up into that you know mess um and still went that that said a lot and for my dad to say you know do it you know somebody needs to be there to encourage you along and say this is how you do it sometimes as we're growing in Christ all of us need some encouragement at every stage of the spiritual walk with the lord so i encourage you today you know don't be idle continue doing what god has given you to do if you don't have it ask god to show you what he has for you you will be amazed and you will be excited and fulfilled in every way as you serve the Lord. Now, if you don't know Jesus, he's waiting on you. He's been standing at the door waiting just for you. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friends, is your ticket to eternal life with Jesus Christ. And your opportunity to enjoy life to the fullest while you're here and serving God and doing his will, building the kingdom of God. 
Oh, glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about the career path and life skill training and entrepreneurship development and peer mediation training and human and sex trafficking awareness. We're teaching our precious youth, getting them ready, y'all. This is our next generation and we're getting them ready to be successful in all that they do as well. And thank you so much for your support, your financial support, your prayers, your your, uh, volunteerism. We are very grateful to you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.